0: In this episode, we attempt to answer a question by foreigners that are soon to come to Iran.
1: Those foreigners that are soon to come to Iran will most likely ask, what must you do
0: in Iran? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with your co-host, Mohamed. Hello, I'm your co-host, Mohamed. My co-host. <laughs> Let me yeah. In this episode, we tackle the other meaning of a common question for those coming to Iran. We discuss what you must do in Iran as in what you're forced to do. We let you know what is expected of you with respect to social protocol and observations of laws. We put it out to our Iranian audience, who gave
1: us their feedback on what you must do while in the Islamic Republic. So, let's get on
0: with the show. Let's get on with the show. This is a disclaimer. As far as we are aware, the following statements are most likely true. We at Ask an Iranian are law-abiding citizens of the Islamic Republic of Iran. We would like to claim that we never do anything outside the legal or moral expectations of the Islamic Republic of Iran, nor should you. The content of this podcast and of the accompanying website are opinions, thought experiments, and entertainment material. Although we think we are right with what we say at the time of recording this episode, do not take our word for it. None of the content we present to you in any form are legal advice or official statements. Always consult with the established authorities with respect to how to conduct yourself when in Iran. There are spoilers in this episode as we talk about the movie Coherence, and not coercion, as I incorrectly say. Craving ice cream is a reported side effect of listening to
1: podcasts. No real babies were harmed during the production of this episode.
0: Mohamed, now we have prefaced this episode with a clarification because maybe some people still, at this point of listening, think that they're going to learn about the things they must do in Iran as far as where they should go, Mm -hmm. what they should eat, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So for the people at the back of the room... Let's do a, another clarification.
1: Yeah, it's more like where you shouldn't go and where you shouldn't eat or drink.
0: Something like that. Mm. Exactly. But just in case somebody was interested and thought we would talk about it, hey, let's give one example of what somebody must do in Iran. And we'll do an episode about it later, obviously. So, Mohammad, do you have one example of something someone must do? In Iran. In
1: terms of touristy stuff? Touristy stuff, yes. Yeah, go around Tehran and look for a pub. That's what you must do.
0: Yeah. Oh. And you see the people on the street doing that, right? Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah. They do that. Yeah. They're looking around. They're looking up. I don't know why people look up. Maybe they think on the second Bird before. shit? Maybe, yeah. They or looking out for about, that.
1: for bird shit because it's bad luck if you have bird shit on you when you find a pub.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Never go into a pub with bird shit on your head. Mm. Uh, I would say... Now, can you guess what I would probably add as the one thing, other than finding a pub, which obviously would be my first one? Go up the elevators. That is, yeah, that's a, probably a close third. Yeah. But uh, number two on my list, or at least now number one, is havij bastani. What the hell is havij bastani? It is carrot juice which has saffron ice cream in it. Ah, oh, traditional ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Do you screen? Uh, yes, that is uh, delicious. And it took me eight years to realize that this thing exists in Iran. And I'm annoyed that I wasted eight years of not having Havij Bastani. Do you go up elevators? I do. Not so much these days. you go down uh, in elevators as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you? Sometimes I do. Okay, good. Yeah. Why? Do you com- know why elevator jokes are the best? Oh, something about them they up or down or go on. They work at many levels. Now Mohammed, I thought that you'd gotten better since the Rona, but seemingly the you've got long Rona. Anyways, we are super meandering. So today we want to discuss compulsion. We had a little discussion about this beforehand. And as per usual, my mom was like, well, what do you mean by compulsion? Well, what do you mean by coercion? Let's discuss that now. The things you must do. Is that compulsion? In a sense, it is. Coercion is slightly different, though. When a
1: culture or a society or the government pressures you into doing something, I
0: think you can define it as compulsion. This came to mind recently uh, because you and I had a discussion about wearing masks. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was probably describing the people in cars that wear two masks in the car on their own. Mm -hmm. Well done, those. Okay. Doing the world a service. But this, for me, goes back to something that that I would say was a sort of like turning point in some ways for me, as far as the way I see things and the type of media I consume. Uh, Going back to Jordan Peterson. You know this chap. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Canadian psychoanalyst, psychological teacher in Toronto University Mm. was probably not a former professor. Yeah. So he had a big hoo ha He had an issue with the government where he was being asked to use certain pronouns. Now he says he's for free speech, uh, but compelled speech. No. And that was a bit of a uh, situation Mm -hmm. that changed his life and probably changed a great many others. And now... Muhammad, we live in Iran. The most freest country on the planet, according to our former president. We agree. Yeah, yeah, we're not winking. Now, I sometimes say that about being free here, but I say it in a indirect, weird way. So when I unfortunately get dragged into conversations with taxi drivers and they start asking me why the hell I'm in Iran, hmm. uh, and I kind of jokingly say, you know, oh, you know, this is a very free country. Now, I, I say we are free as lower-level citizens to be able to purchase our way out of certain legal scenarios. And if you were to do that in the West, you could do that, but it will probably cost you a lot more, or you need to have better connections. So in a sense, we are freer by the lower level of corruption (laughs) that Mm. we may or may not Mm. be able to integrate with. That's a weird conversation to be having in a taxi. But people around the world, correctly or incorrectly, seem to draw some assumptions about Iran and that there are certain compulsions or things that people must do in Iran. Now, the obvious one is dress code, yeah. and we're going to get to that later. So this is kind of why we're going into this now, because Iran may have more compulsion or less compulsion, but we want to go into that. What I had in my mind before we started recording, I was realizing this probably doesn't relate, but Muhammad, mm-hmm. you know that dog up the end of the road? Sita? <laughs> not that dog, oh, not Shania's oh, oh, dog. Oh, okay. Last time we passed this dog, you started barking back at the dog. That's what I do. You I did it quite communicate exciting. Exciting. With as uh, well. creatures. Let me just do an en- enactment of how Muhammad did that. The dog barked and Muhammad was like It was like a like a cute little baby, like you were doing doo, doo, boo, doo, boo, boo, a dog one. If you were to do a woofy version mm-hmm. of a goo-goo-boo-doo-boo-boo, uh, Mohammed did a but it was with W's at the beginning. Or in Persian, we have H's at the beginning, so it would be Huff, 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 probably. But you didn't do Huff, you did Bububo. There is a point as to where I'm going with this, Mohammed. Bear with me. In Persian, it would be Oh, I thought Huff, Huff, Huff was the. It is. Okay. You're right. I'm right as well. So, Muhammad, what you're not privy to is that late at night, three in the morning, when I'm trying to sleep, this damn dog's barking all the time, and it annoys me, and in my head, I want to go over there and shoot it in the head. Now, I don't do that. Not because I haven't got a gun, which I don't have, but because I would not do that. I'm not that type of person. But I feel I want to do that, but I'm kind of compelled not to because we don't do things like that, mm-hmm. or at least most people don't do things like that. Yeah. I don't know, is that that societal expectation of me or my own moral framework? Is it because The dog is someone else's property and therefore we have a moral understanding we shouldn't affect or cause problems or steal or destroy other people's property if we're assuming that a dog is the property of a human being. But, you know, I don't do that. Is that innate compulsion like the, I want to have ice cream, I don't have ice cream? Does it fall into that category?
1: If I didn't know you, probably I should reconsider whether or not I know you. Okay. um, Does anyone know anyone? I would be concerned with the way you put it. I mean... I know, right? What an example, right? You left the value of life out of your argument completely. Yeah. You know, I sometimes walk outside Hmm. past midnight. Yeah. yeah. I usually wake up those dogs.
0: It's you. (laughs) It's you tormenting me at night. It could have been me
1: in some occasions. Mm. So anyhow, your self-imposed moral obligation or societal expectation of you, they're not... They're not really far off. Arguably, morality is the societal expectation that you
0: have internalized. Mm. I think there's the subject of free will or the natural state here. Now, I guess these are sort of human-made concepts, or at least we look at these now as human concepts. But the things that are beyond that that is expected of you is what I'm gonna use as the definition for the things you must do or you're compelled to do. Now, that's very complex. And about, and probably an entire podcast of its own accord as to what is free will and what is the natural state. I think we have a rough enough understanding to move forward. Or would you like to expand?
1: I think it's going to be a rabbit hole. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have defined it way better than we can do, of course, at this point. Yeah, here
0: and now. Before we move on, it's super meandering, but I think it needs to. We need to set the premise before we don't need to say that all the time. We always. I like the word meander. All right. But uh, what's, what's funny is I've written down in front of us of one of the examples related to the free will, natural state, and the things you shouldn't do, counter to that, in a sense. So it's like, uh, why can't we hit children? <laughs> like, who, said, now who said we can't? <laughs> we can now, hit my, children. <laughs> my example, My example, I wanted to say instead of the dog, because the dog replaced the children, but probably because mm. I thought children would be a little bit too spicy. Yeah. Now, I'm not... Doing myself what do you any mean favors my children. Here. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Not doing myself any favors. Here. No. <laughs> like because like, you want to twat them over the head, man. You see these kids and you think, you fucking mm, especially the ones on the plane. Yeah. And you know what you do for, for like 15 minutes, you're like, it's oh, a kid. You know, they don't know any better, they're like that. And then after 15 minutes, you see red and you think. And I've said this before when we did the episode with Shania. Mm. I said, like, adult-only plane services, yeah. adult-only planes. Surely that's the future. And I'm not talking about sexual entertainment here. Not necessarily. But uh, an airline that has adults only is a winner, I'm saying. This might explain why I don't have children at the moment. Uh, (laughs) I've been entrusted with looking after children on a great many occasions. Let's not go here. Okay, so <laughs> this is problematic. Shall we move forward? Right, there are global musts. I've written next, let's move on. And there are Iranian musts. And, man, would you say that the things you must do, compelled to do, in Iran are more or less than the global ones? No. Very generic question. Yeah. No. Is not. Yeah. I mean, if you live in China.
1: Well, first they did a good job not to react to
0: any of the stuff you said. During thank the you, thank past you. five minutes thank or you. so. That's why I'm <laughs> pushing this yeah. show on beyond the fact that you want to hit kids over the head. I do, not you. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> let's, let's move on. This um, is going to no, appear in I a court say. case in the future. And <laughs> it'll be like used as evidence against me. And they'll cut this bit out now that I'm explaining. The mm-hmm. qualification. Not that this is a qualification. <laughs> it's just me digging myself a bigger hole. No, you're talking about a possibility of what could happen. Yeah. If...
1: But this in- is entertainment. Okay, okay, this is entertainment, and uh, we have a disclaimer uh, yeah. at the beginning of the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's so good. that happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes. So yeah, let's not hit children
0: necessarily. Yeah, don't hit children. It's interesting though, Stanley Milgram. Do you know who that is? Sorry, I'm 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 like verbal <laughs> We're diarrhea today. <laughs> yeah, and it's me doing <laughs> it. Stanley, Milgram. it's Mil- supposed <laughs> to be. A, wait, <laughs> it's supposed to be a short episode. that's how you sound (laughs) this one's gonna be oh my god at the moment this is a disaster of an episode no Um, it's fucking fine. so (laughs) what was I gonna say yeah Stanley Milgram Mm. so Stanley Milgram Mm. uh, kind of did these post World War II experiments to kind of show whether someone has the Nazi concentration camp capability within them. Mm-hmm. Uh, frighteningly enough, 60 to 70% of the people yeah. are very capable of killing somebody else if they're told to. Yes, And you might say these days in the COVID era, you can see it, why the prison guards yes. <laughs> came about. Because look around you
1: people. We are kind of combining the thing with the Stanford prison experiment. So. Oh, oh, yeah, similar, so, similar. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, somehow similar. So what I'm saying is, you think you know yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't know yourself. No, you don't. And uh, you will do weird shit. And that's why I say that the children or the dog, because I'm willing to accept that as much as I say to you, Muhammad, now, that I'm unlikely to do that, I know that I'm capable of doing that. But I can accept that it doesn't probably take much to get me into a situation where I would do those things. Like and it's interesting. I watched the film the other day. We're meandering. It's me. <laughs> uh, co- coercion. Have you heard of it? Coercion. I might have. I don't it's, know. I it's just a head fuck a of a film. Like, so it's it's. Should like, I watch it? Well, yes, you should. It's for something happens. Multiple fifth dimensions uh, collide with one another. It's related oh, I have to the. It. Really? Yeah. It's related to Shrew- Oh, Many Shrewby years Cat. ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's quite old now. Done on a fifty thousand dollar budget in oh, five it days. Oh, but did it a very good job. Yeah. So within this, it's interesting because, like, you think you won't kill someone, and within this, spoiler alert, skip forward 30 seconds if you want to watch the film, you think you won't kill someone, you might kill yourself. What does it take, to, what does it take for you to kill yourself? That is explored within this. So yes, anyway, you don't know yourself is, is basically what I'm concluding here, and the COVID period, certainly, I don't know people these days because people are more of an anomaly than they Mm. once were.
1: No, actually, I'm surprised again at your surprise. Yeah.
0: Because, I'm sorry,
1: Mussolini wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So you look back, all of those people thought they were doing the right things when they were committing crimes. A group of people are initially stigmatized, Hmm. dehumanized, Hmm. and then
0: atrocities are committed. Mama, dare I say, the unvaxxed. You do. I did just say that. You did. I dared yeah. to say the unvaxxed. Anyway, you people out there, you're mm. smart. You know what the hell I'm getting at. So let's talk about enforced wear, because mm-hmm. Iran, of course, has an enforced clothing. But everywhere it does, right? You can't go naked around New York. You get arrested for that. Yeah, I mean, there is dress code Yeah,
1: in any group of people. More than one.
0: In Germany, you can walk around naked in the parks. That's fine. You can have a picnic with your family.
1: I'm pretty sure there are limitations. Yeah,
0: you probably couldn't walk into a McDonald's. So some might say we have a few more of those restrictions or observations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we see the signs. You'll arrive at the airport and you'll probably see a picture of a woman wearing a bit of cloth over her head. And it will be saying something like, please respect the local laws. And what we also need signs for is please don't wear shorts as a man, which thankfully in Iran, there are rules against men wearing shorts. Yes. Who wants to see men's legs? Not me. And I'm happy about that restriction. Although, yes and no. Boy, anyway, are you asking me a question? No, it's a statement. Oh, okay. There you go. Huh. Um, so there are... Because the- I was not listening. <laughs> Up to when? <laughs> like when I don't we, know. Go when, on we hit record, when we started recording. I have to listen to this when we're editing so, okay. this. So, so Mohammed, uh, talk us through it. So, uh, as far as like the rules, the laws, are they laws? What is the expectation, as you know it? The
1: law says you have to respect the Islamic Sharia, also the societal norm. That is the uh-huh. law. Yes. So, what defines the societal norm? Well, what most people do, mm-hmm. supposedly. Not necessarily dictated by the governing body. Like, the dress code in Tehran varies from area to area. Dress code as far as expectation? As far as expectation of the community or
0: society. Mm -hmm. If you go to Kashan or Yazd, it's dramatically different. Been to Yazd. They don't like the Tehrani people turning up there with their loose wear.
1: Yeah, women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they tell you. Yeah. They beep on the street, they pull over, and they shout at you. Yeah, I've, I've seen that Yeah, with my very own eyes.
1: These t- well, there are uh, differences in areas in Esfahan. You go to areas in Esfahan that people don't like you wearing short sleeves. Yeah, If you're a man, I mean, if you're a woman, you're not allowed to wear short sleeves. If you go to Kashan, you might hear complaints about wearing a white scarf as a woman. Hmm. You cannot put on certain outfits in Iran, even if it covers your entire body.
0: I think I've mentioned this before. I was in Van Ack and I was waiting for a taxi and there was a guy on the other side who had a police person pouring water over his hair saying, your hair's spiky. It shouldn't be spiky. That's not allowed. No. And he's like... And he was like, this is the way my hair is. And he was like pushing it down with the water and it was springing straight back up again. Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy. He's like, I can't do anything. My hair's just spiky. And they were trying to stop his hair from 20 years
1: ago, they would take him to a police station and would shave his head. If they were kind enough to yeah. shave the entire
0: head. Yeah, well, That saves a bit of money as well, if you think about it, right?
1: But actually, it's not going to be a very good experience for a teenager or a young adult to walk back home yeah. with a patch of his hair missing and a big patch as well. Yes. Or a part of his T-shirt, which happened to a friend of mine. When we were they
0: cut a school. part of the T-shirt
1: Yeah, he was wearing a Charlotte Hornets fan T-shirt. Is that kinda. a basketball team? Yeah. Yeah. And they cut the graphics out of no his way. T-shirts. He had to walk with a hole in his.
0: Oh, wow. So this is, uh, they're enforced wear or compelled non or compulsion to not wear Mm -hmm. uh, certain things things have changed changed dramatically uh, the the system is still in place
1: yeah but the thing is that that change i got to clarify is not because of some sort of reform in the government it is a matter of priorities of the law enforcement or you might say competence as well
0: yeah yeah so the societal norms have altered but ultimately The framework or the things that can be backtracked to legal matters. They're still in place. Yeah. So, you know, without knowing it, you're tripping into these things. So, of course, you know, people from outside, again, going to what we should probably call hijab, which is the term that refers to the appropriate clothing or the covering of a woman in an appropriate way. Mm -hmm. Now, in Iran, that translates kind of into two items of clothing in its open sense, which would be a headscarf and the manteau, so a long jacket that covers the rear. And so now these can come in various lengths and can be worn in various ways. And it's interesting for me because I often think to myself, like, how far back until it's too far? But technically speaking, and Mohammed, correct me if I'm wrong, one strand of hair being seen on a woman's head is too much. Yes. So... There is the relaxation of people that are in certainly this part of Tehran. But you see the vans. We've spoken about this before. The mm-hmm. gas to air shot. So the moral police, and no doubt people outside of Iran have seen this as well, because the news, the media like to show these things. Yeah. Now, I've, I've seen these, and they indiscriminately pick people up. Now, I think that's an interesting psychological game to play with. People, if you want to sort of keep everyone in check, you Mm -hmm. indiscriminately apply something so everyone, most people, don't know what the hell is going on, so just conform to the extreme end. But strictly speaking, according to the law, probably in nearly every case in Tehran, that can be applied because, hell, one strand of hair? I mean, really? And then it's down to interpretation? Exactly. Because it'd be like, I saw it. Is that enough? Exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, like, there's nothing showing, but I saw it.
1: Yeah. What? You'll say hijab is referring to two pieces of clothing, I, I would and say it edscar. can be diluted down to at least two items. There's also the chador. Yeah,
0: though. which is an alternative which will do both jobs. It,
1: actually, the other things are alternative to <laughs> yeah, exactly, chador. Sorry, so, yeah. chador a woman comes a <laughs> needs to cover up. So hmm. not too long ago, until early 20th century, people, I mean women, had to cover their entire bodies, including their faces. The face cover would be white. So things have dramatically changed. And that's
0: in a public setting, of course. Yeah. But things have changed. And then, Muhammad, I would say, things have changed again. Because maybe, Mm -hmm. as we are saying, what is sort of socially happening, acceptable, which isn't to say in any way that we say it's acceptable, because it's totally unacceptable, Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. But now we, thankfully, are going right back, right? Because now, what can you see of a woman on the streets, just their eyes, behind a visor? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> because
0: yeah. we've gone back, so now people um, are quite happily willing to well, cover they up covered a lot their more
1: faces. Yeah, but not their hair necessarily.
0: What's interesting for me is you can be in your car and on your own as a woman, and if you don't have your headscarf correctly, you can still be sort of done for that. Now, yeah, it's and I think like if you public, got, like
1: you're on display,
0: but if you had like fully tinted windows.
1: It's illegal, illegal to have fully tinted windows here. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, on the sides, I think it's fine. On the front, you can't. Well, I'm sure they'll find a rule. and they'll I mean, like, why no, would you got- put a tinted window on the front? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't see anything. Well, it's no, that's no, a two-way, two-way. But also, Mohammed, we've talked about this on an episode that never got released. But uh, as far as the television situation, this blows my mind. It's a real confusing thing to witness because, you know, strictly speaking... Uh, a man looking at a woman and seeing a strand of hair, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, his work is ruined for the day if he is distracted by seeing that. If I'm not mistaken, it's a sin. Okay. But you turn on a television channel, you will watch the news, for example, and you won't see a strand of hair on a woman's head. Obviously, they'll be completely covered up, doubled on the headscarf, or like, as in a headscarf, and then a chador over the top. But you might go to a television show that's a foreign production and you will see women's hair on the foreign production on a national television channel. That is still so weird for me.
1: If that woman is not a Muslim and the picture is not taken from private property, as in it's been published, it's okay to look at it as long as you're not sexually excited. So if you and if are watching get- a TV show <laughs> and you see a woman's hair and you're aroused sexually, mm-hmm. you have to restrain yourself from looking at the
0: picture. So, Mohamed, there are other areas now we've mentioned about television and media as far as adhering to certain cultural guidelines. Obviously, certain words, as I would know, working in advertising cannot be used I have some insane examples. Certain types of imagery. Uh, so you must use morally acceptable imagery, wording, and music, mm. of course. So I said it before, but I did a campaign. And it was a sort of uh, adaptation of an international campaign for the soap by Unilever called Lux. And the international campaign needed to be locally adapted. And it, the slogan was... Tempt them with your delicious, soft skin. Mm -hmm. Now, tempt couldn't be used, got rejected. Delicious, soft, and skin had Mm -hmm. to be taken out of that phrase. So we weren't able to use any of that. So that was a bit ridiculous. But those things, yeah, not acceptable. And of course, for the imagery, we couldn't really show a woman. And at the time, I think it's changed since, we couldn't show a woman's face smiling. So you might have seen in the past flowers over women's smile. Maybe it was a creative play, but it was hiding the smile. And I'm sure the copy related to it, but I think it was more related to the fact they couldn't show a smile. No oh, good. We've spoken about this with uh, language as well, as far as we have in Farhangsara, what did you call it? The- Farhangistan. Farhangistan, where there's the kind of, like if you work in the media, there are certain words you must use instead of other words. So, computer, Rayane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it
1: doesn't only apply to the media. If you're publishing some academic text using words outside of that defined domain hmm. devaluates your work
0: academically here. Yeah. So so working in those areas for things that will be published, you must do certain things. But aside from the usual business things, like you must pay tax. You must do blah, 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 things related to business, mm-hmm. register your business uh, mm-hmm. and whatnot. If you work for the government in any capacity, I'm not sure if it's semi-governmental organizations or not. Correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of have to vote. I have heard it as well from people who I trust. But but it's a compulsion it thing, I guess, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not strictly required. It's pretty much going to cause you problems if you don't do it.
1: Well, actually, I've never seen it for myself. Hmm but I have seen people who work for the government and nobody checked their Shanas Naamid or sort of like birth Birth certificate certificate, document. That is where they stamp when you vote.
0: There's another point about the workspace and then the public domain that for me is quite interesting because it used to be the case when I first came to Iran, whereby, for example, a guy and a girl in a coffee shop, Mm -hmm. you know, the coffee shop would get raided and shut down. Because of Possibly. people that are not related meeting one another. I think strictly speaking, correct me if I'm wrong, non-relatives shouldn't be interacting yeah. according to the moral framework that we That live would by. be illegitimate relations. You must be related in this case or you hmm. must avoid those interactions. Which is weird because if you go to an office and you work alongside… There like,
1: are fatwas for the offices as well. A man and a woman cannot work in the same room if the door can be shut and there's nobody else there. So, like, two women and a man can work in the same room.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. According to... Some. Now I'm holding back on saying a certain French phrase at the moment. But- so,
1: there is an Egyptian guy's fatwa. If a man and a woman, who are unrelated by the definition of the Sharia, have to work in a room together the man should drink the breast milk of the woman. So they sort of become related by the breast milk.
0: Yeah, okay. And they can continue working. Um, Okay.
1: How about a man and a woman being
0: in an elevator together? Yeah, right. Mm. Have you seen people not get in an elevator because of that situation? Yes. I don't feel comfortable getting in an elevator with a woman independently.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be either if I was raped by a woman. Right. Or sexually assaulted.
0: That is, yeah. I once shared an elevator journey with the famous actress and film producer, Nikki Karimi. And we shared the elevator going down. Okay. Um, That's my claim to fame in Iran. (laughs) But yeah, who who knows? Maybe she's going to put out a court case against me or something. I mean, she could do. Now I've admitted it on a podcast. Now I'm going to have problems. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She's got weird eyes. Speaking of interrelations, here is another one. Of course, you must be a virgin as a woman and a man (laughs) before getting married, right? Well, unless there is sire, oh, multiple marriages, temporary marriages, complicated subject, we'll come back to it later. Sire is the wrong word for it. Okay. The
1: correct term, religious term for it is muta.
0: I'm not even going to try and do that one. So
1: that is temporary marriage. Okay. So sire is not the correct
0: word to be used there. Oh, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. It doesn't help me because I can't say the other word. But, uh, Close enough. So being a virgin before sealing the deal, do we not know? You're looking at me like, let's not go there or we don't know? No, I,
1: I don't know how many virgin people do I know who are getting married. I
0: mean. <sighs> Why well, don't incriminate anyone? We'll put that out to the audience, of course. You tell us. Yeah. Is that the case? I'm sure are there you are. A are you a virgin? Are you a virgin? Before you're married. <laughs> yeah, are you brave enough to For say? For the first time. Exactly. I'm sure there are, there are variations, and there are so many, like, clauses and subdivisions of the... I've yeah. seen these books. I've seen these books. If Went to you, you divorce a got woman three times,
1: you cannot marry her again.
0: Oh, okay. Is Apparently. that true? Uh, okay, yeah. Interesting. Mohamed, let's delicately move on from this, because let's say you've sealed that deal. Mm-hmm. You've, on your you wedding night... You that You've unse- oh, my God. We met. Yeah, there you go. You did it. And uh, on your wedding night, you've uh, done the deal, let's say, and mm. the deal is going to lead to a child. Yeah. And uh, the child comes, and then you think to yourself, oh, look at this little Feskeli baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this child Feskeli. ali <laughs> Or a widow. Let's say uh, Cuthbert. I'm going to, mm-hmm. because that's a really tough one for Iranians to say. Cuthbert. Mm-hmm. bit, they call him, him or her, later to be decided, and then you want to put that down on the shenasname, on mm-hmm. the on the paperwork mm-hmm. there, or the birth certificate. Can you put Khatbet down on the birth certificate? No, because you must give it an Iranian Islamic, or regional name. Am I right?
1: Not necessarily Islamic, because
0: that's what I say. Iranian. You
1: can, yeah. I mean, you, there, historical there Persian is, names. Yeah, there is apparently a list of approved names. Of course, if you're not a Muslim, you can choose a biblical name, okay. which is used in your community, mm-hmm. the name Dawud, which is acceptable for a Muslim. Which is the male. David
0: equivalent uh, in yeah. the Islamic world.
1: Okay. But if you're a Christian, you can say, I want my child's
0: name to be David. So you must yeah. uh, have certain names, which is interesting. So if you meet a girl called Shima, mm-hmm. ask her if her name is Fatima. Because it probably is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: You can put Shima as a name in your Shanasnameh, your birth certificate. Okay, but
0: what, what, what has normally happened in this case doesn't relate to the rules. Yeah. How many is. people do you know that are actually called Fatima, but then they call themselves something different? Yeah, I know a few, a, a handful of people who
1: have names they don't like, and they choose another name for themselves. So they have like Esme Shanasnameh and...
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've gone into that yeah. in the name section. But Mohamed, really? Why would anyone want to call their child male if they later identify as. Mm-hmm. Anything other than Muhammad, Ali, or Reza? That's it, right? Three names are perfectly good for everyone here. Yeah, Javot, Fas. Yeah, You can mix them up as well. Well, there's this... Muhammad, Reza.
1: I know someone who went to this registration office kind of thingy and wanted to name his kid Baha because his grandfather... Meaning
0: spring, as in Not
1: Bahara Baha. Oh, okay. You know, you've told
0: me about this before. Yeah, yeah. I have. Go on. Um,
1: anyway, he wanted to name his son... Baha because his grandfather's name was Baha and they wouldn't allow him. Yeah, because it would relate to Baha'ism and the name Baha'ullah, which is mm-hmm. the founder of the Baha'i faith. So that is both Iranian and Islamically approved. Yeah, But
0: so there are names that you yeah. must use mm-hmm. or there are names that you mustn't use in this case. yeah. We mentioned it earlier about the transportation between floors, but what about transportation on a sort of, flatline, not going up, um, traveling in cars. There probably are strictly rules. There are social observations, and we've spoken about this in the taxi episode, about what I would call the taxi shuffle, whereby Mm. you don't sit a woman between... Two men and you rearrange, or women will go in the front. It's a bit complicated. Are there laws, there must be. I mean, there must be, but they're not adhered to. The arbitration is
1: really weird because, again, it is very involved with the situation, the people around you, interpretation, and because you're touching
0: you're a wo- just, your leg is touching a woman's it leg. It could be in touching attacks. a
1: woman's leg. It could be if you're a man. Have you been is- in a pride?
0: Oh yeah. These things are small, and Iranians eat a lot. I'm not saying they're fat.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so... um, I did my awkward silence. Yeah, so yes, maybe, no. um, I'm sure there are related rules. No one one enforces them.
1: Or at least they will be one day when you don't want them to be. There are rules, written and unwritten. Oh, okay. So, again, because it's very intertwined with the Sharia. Okay. So, a vehicle is a roofed, enclosed entity. Mm Mm-hmm. When you enter it, it is in some sense like a house or a room. Mm -hmm. So some of those rules apply in a car as well. According to Islamic Sharia, you cannot be alone with a woman in an enclosed room. So the same thing applies to a car. So they can stop you and prosecute you for being with a person of opposite sex with whom you're not related According to Sharia. Yeah. In a car.
0: <laughs> oh, and then how do airplanes continue going? And then what about the ride sharing app in Iran, the Uber equivalent known as Snap, right? They can lose yeah, a percentage of business like taxi that. Pepsi right? as well. Yeah. So, you know, suddenly they'd be like, why are you providing a service that yeah. can put a man and woman mm. in the same mm-hmm. vehicle? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's ooh, complications waiting to happen there. But we have a women's only option as well. Yes, uh, rose, but they took it down for a while. No. Snap a rose. Also, on the travelling thing, as a woman mm-hmm. who is married, mm-hmm. you must have the permission from your husband, yes, to leave the country. Yeah. And to travel in another to another city, is that also the case? I'm not sure. I think we I mean, Nobody
1: um, checks any of your documents yeah, yeah. if you're travelling intercity, but if you're in trouble, yeah, of any sort, oh. with the law enforcement, probably they're going to ask for your
0: husband's yes. opinion on what, where you are. So a slight side note on this. But in the UK, mm-hmm. legally, technically speaking, every car, also carriage, mm-hmm. which is where the word car comes from, mm-hmm. has to have a bale of hay in the back of it to feed the horse by law. Okay. Now, if you have a carriage, a car, and it doesn't have hay in the back for the horse... Mm-hmm. I think you can be fined or arrested or something like that. How many cars do you know have hay in the back of them in the UK? Probably a lot, right? Probably, Probably. a lot. I'm hmm. sure. I'm sure the British are they're very Scotland. law-abiding, so they're very what?
1: And they are the Irish
0: and the the Northern Irish are for British. I said England, though. There are distinctions here. No, you said UK. I said UK. There you go. I got it right. Of Northern Ireland and blah blah blah. Anyway, back on topic. So the male figure must accompany you or must give you permission in those cases, and that is also the case for younger, as in of younger than eighteen, a child. The parent, father, must give permission to go abroad as well. Am I wrong? Not sure. You tell us, dear audience. Must you carry ID with you when yes. you? Yes. Really, just uh, just walking around the street. Yes. Really? I do not know Yeah,
1: you must have your national identity card
0: on you. If you can ever get it. If you can ever get that thing, because a year and a half I've been waiting for mine, still not here. I checked the other day. I've got a piece of paper that's falling to pieces. I have mine still. And I have to show the piece of paper.
1: And if you're a male, you always have to carry your military service status card.
0: What? I don't have that with me.
1: You must have it. Oh, I mean, I do because have it. Because by law, the police can check you, and if you don't have that card, they have to arrest you. Oh, my God. And I'm glad you, you said that. I'm going to you know. keep that. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> you might lose it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. The probability of losing it is much higher than somebody actually wants to. That
0: is it. true. That yeah. is true. And yes. I'm not
1: saying it's because you're old. and Necessarily. Your yeah. age group doesn't usually have to go to military service anymore.
0: That's another one to come to in another episode Mm. about the military service here, which you must do as a young male of 18 above. Am I right? There are some exceptions here. They're quite numerous. Let's just throw them out there. So one, as in health-wise, there is some reason you can't do it. If you're the only male child of a father above 60, I think is another one. If you have a certain sexual preference... Yeah, uh, and which is also categorized, categorized as psychological,
1: psychological illness, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, if you are over a certain age as well yeah. and you've come f- from another country, hey, like me, yeah. who had the option of being able to purchase that my way out of that situation. Yeah, uh, There are a lot of others and we should visit yeah, that in a separate episode. So, yes, you must do the military service. Unlike Israel, women do not need to do the military service. Mm. That was the case in the UK. It was up until, I forget which year, but yeah, there was the conscription service in the UK, mm-hmm. and that's now not the case. Yeah. Some countries have them, some countries don't. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Oh, I thought you were a pacifist. No, I wouldn't have minded going to the military service here in Iran if I'd have been learning something worthwhile. But I don't want to stand at a door from five in the morning holding an empty gun, doing nothing for six hours. That's a waste of my life. Now, if they were teaching me how to fly a helicopter, drive a tank, shoot at the infidels, I'd be all about that. Don't tell me they would teach me how to do that. Is it still too late? Can I go back? No, you can't. (sighs) I am pretty
1: sure you would learn some stuff. Mostly (laughs) about Iranian men.
0: Oh. Mm, I've heard stories. I have been to Germany a few times and I have German friends who have done the conscription service mm-hmm. there and they have become, I would say, better people for doing it. Now, you have a choice in Germany as to whether you go to the military or work providing a service for the state. Mm-hmm. So my friend chose to work with disabled people. It immeasurably made him a more empathetic, a more capable I, I perceive that as the case. I think he says uh, the same as well. But I like that. I think in Iran, maybe something like that. You work, uh, you know, if you're not going to work for the military, mm-hmm. then uh, provide services for the state, right? This is a bit of a tricky one in my head to deal with, because I don't think you should be forced to do that. And I also don't feel people should be thrown into a situation where they're supporting state not a huge fan of the state myself and why I would want to empower that is silly. But I see it from a cultural point of view that I think it helps people grow and learn more about what it is about themselves and about the communities no, around absolutely. them. So uh, this in my head doesn't work because mm. I don't think those things should happen. But at the same time, I think there's benefits of those things happening.
1: Well, in any case, it would be sort of a forced labour, which <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, quite exactly. pro. But if you're living in a democratic society... Mm. And you have a democratically elected government, probably most of the people are for it or they would be forcing their representatives in the government to change the rules. In case of Israel, for example, they're always under the threat of being attacked by other nations because we all know there are an illegitimate Zionist state and we got to like push all of them into the sea. According yeah, to yeah, yeah. Hamas leader, who well, I mean, you, says the only you've got to protect right yourself
0: against stones. You know,
1: if you think that stones are not lethal weapons, you haven't read the Bible. Yeah, everything's
0: a lethal or weapon. Muslim holy yeah. texts as well. Fists don't kill people. People kill people. On the male musts that we have here, mm-hmm. help me out because I think this is a must. Speaking of the birth thing again, a person born with a penis Mm -hmm. in this nation, Mm -hmm. and the parents are fine with that child to continue to have that penis, Mm -hmm. uh, that penis will get a slight reduction of skin. I was waiting for you to get there. Yeah. Some of us, more than others, have had a little bit more taken off, Mm. you might say, or at least had it done in two sessions. But um, so we're talking about circumcision here. Mm -hmm. Is that a must in Iran? No. It's not a must? No. Ah, so it's only a cultural thing. I mean, it's a a must because everyone does. Everyone does it. No one. Because
1: you have people of various religions here. Hmm. It is a must for Muslim Iranians and Jewish Iranians. So, and that's pretty much it.
0: I'm a certified Muslim Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. and I let's say the day comes, heaven forbid, my poor child, if I have one, it identifies or at least has the items that a sex of a male has, a penis. Oh my god so complicated to talk about these things these days. So uh, is it expected, must I circumcise my penis-laden child? Oh my God, that sounds wrong. (laughs) Yes. I must?
1: Yeah. Maybe the government will not intervene in that because the presumption is... Yeah, because in most cases, everyone's going to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're son of a Muslim, your penis is cut. Yeah. That's the assumption, generally. Yeah. If that person is to grow up and wants to do this thing, what, what do they do when they want to... A marriage. Oh, oh mar- want yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Want
0: to marry. You did a finger sign there that looked like sexy times. But no, uh, it was a ring on the finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, this, that's what it means. It's symbolic, I didn't yeah. realize. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you want to marry, well, it depends. I mean, you must have a circumcised penis if the person you're getting married to wants a circumcised penis. If they want, to. A list yeah. Of... I mean, one way or another, I'm just cutting to the chase, so so to speak. Oh, I see what you did,
0: cutting, <laughs> cutting. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, well, I don't want my male, uh, sorry, I should say, penis-owning mm. child to be circumcised. Well,
1: probably with... will. No one will check until they're an adult.
0: Okay, hmm.
1: unless they're in school, it's... and there is a certain teacher who's curious.
0: At the time of recording this, the idea the sort of the generally accepted idea is that people own their bodies. Uh so therefore, my uh, assumption is no. that my child No. My child's choice.
1: No, you're wrong. I know. You, well in, I I mean it's the, in, gone. We missed the moment. In some faiths, including Islam, you don't own your body. God owns your body.
0: Yah. There you go. Okay, there you go. I'm uh, depending on where you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, you may or may not own your body, or who you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Philosophical conundrum. Yeah. Uh, Mohammed, we have not talked about many of the cultural assumptions here, or the cultural musts. Ooh, um, and there's a lot of them here, actually. Yeah. But we we've, we've spoken way too long, uh, so I we've just jumped past those because there are a few of them because but- they were not interesting enough for us to talk about. Mm. Well, I think they are, but... So um, let's talk about them. Well, no, well, let's talk about them like this, because I think most of them have been mentioned by the audience feedback that we mm-hmm. got. So I think if we just read the list, then we'll be going through those cultural assumptions. Let's do uh, it. Those cultural musts. So we put it out to the audience, Mohammed. We asked our audience one simple question. What must... And then we put a little asterisk there. You do in Iran, so the asterisk relates to not tourist stuff, just the things you're forced to do. So that was our question. We wanted to know what the people of our audience had to say about that one, and what did they have to say, Mohammad?
1: Zudar Okay. Says okay.
0: wearing hijab. Now or hijab. Hijab. We went into that one. Then Tahmineh, uh, I'm not going to say that name. Tamina Sorry, that's difficult. Um, says exactly the same. Actually, I think we got it a few more times as well. Yes, thank you to all the people, many of you that also added that. This is going to yeah. be a lot easier now because half of them, I think, were precisely yes. that. Um, but then we get to, yeah, a cultural thing. Visit family members until you drop dead. W- <laughs> winky, not emoji, but like character coded yes. winky that's nice people still do that must you do that Muhammad must you visit family until you drop dead uh, sort of yes you do okay and then your family Have will to. visit you when you drop dead as you well get buried
1: yeah. yeah they'll eat the khurma the dates yeah. they serve at Muslim funerals
0: thank you interesting one here you must not curse the supreme leader of course who would who would No, right one. yeah no one. Would he's supreme that. yeah why would and you he's a leader. Want to do that yeah so that's certainly must not do that now, this is an interesting side note, because I joke with my English friends about this, because when I when people talk about freedoms in Iran, I say, like, this is a very free nation. You are free. We have freedom of speech here. We just don't have freedom of consequences.
1: Yes. Which is the joke. You might not have the freedom after the speech. Exactly.
0: Yes. So yeah. that, that's what we say. So uh, next up, visit relatives, eat their food, and pretend you like it. I no. always lose weight in Iran, <laughs> as in emoji upside down. Similar to the previous previous comment there, visiting family. Yeah, got to eat the food, right?
1: Yeah. Why don't you eat? Eat more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. My grandmother.
0: God bless her soul. I told you that a kebab night. Oh my god! And I was so I was being polite about it, and she's like. Eat more, eat more. And that's what you do in Iran. People just say mm-hmm. that. Now, heads up to the people coming to Iran, the mm-hmm. Khadarji people, if you've made it this far into the podcast yeah. <laughs> episode, um, you will be spoon-fed, essentially, a lot of food. No, actually, force you're not your going your to be
1: spoon-fed, but you're going to put more on your plate as soon
0: as you think you're going to be relieved. Now, my like little pro tip here, accept the food on the plate. If you can't eat it, don't eat it. But to not accept the food, a little bit rude. Yes. Next up, Moimand. Being a hypocrite. What? You must be a hypocrite? Are they saying this in the positive sense? Uh, well, in a way, yes. So, uh, because
1: in terms of doing the tarot, ah, yes, mean something, but you have to convey a different message that makes you technically a hypocrite. Excellent point. <clears throat> Or you believe in something, but you have to act differently. So, eh, I don't know. Just being hypocritical is not very uncommon among Iranians,
0: and is part of the social protocol, as you say. Tar off, in a sense, I mean, you know, strictly speaking,
1: yeah. Not only that, I mean, should do it right. A lot of people are technically hypocrites because they have to protect themselves from unwanted or undesirable reactions from people if you do believe. Some certain thing, and some people are talking about that certain thing. If they ask your opinion, you agree with, agree with them. You're mm. like not to stand out. That yes. is sort of
0: hypocritical. I like that response. That's an interesting one. Deep, and yet within three words. Next up, don't go out till you get married. Brackets. As a girl. Close brackets. Emoji crying laughter. Anything on that, more, man? It sort
1: of is a must, according to the law. If we take go out as in going out on dates.
0: Yeah, we kind of went into that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, as yeah. far as there's uh, things.
1: That is a must according to law and uh, societal norms or yeah, community values or whatever.
0: Mohammed, if you'll allow me, I would like to do the next one. Por favor, by all means. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. So this means the beautiful, as in girls most likely, have to dance.
1: Yeah, must dance.
0: And it relates to a song. A popular song uh, a few years back now. A few years Um, ago. About 10 years ago, no? Ooh, what? I don't know. I don't know. Who sang that? I don't know. Is it Andy? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Oh, my God. There are people listening to this now saying the Iranians. Yeah. Hak Hak to set set it. It. Yeah. You should right. know that one. My man, next up. Take your shoes off. Of course. Take the shoes off. Take the shoes off. And then I never get what this emoji is. It's, it's like a, mm, meh.
1: sarcastic. Meh. It's yeah. not sarcastic.
0: No, it's like meh, meh. Mm. Like that. Uh yes. And this is kind of You
1: gotta take your shoes off in a lot of places, including mosques. Definitely the mosques. Yeah. Yes.
0: Muhammad, next up, oh, kind of a repetition, but being Muslim by force and wearing hijab. Ooh, that,
1: that is actually a part of the hypocrisy, because if you're born a Muslim and you don't consider yourself a Muslim, I need to clarify, Whoa, being a Muslim is not an ethnicity. Mm-hmm, of course. So it is submission to a set of ideologies. Uh-huh. If you're out of that religion, you're not a Muslim anymore, technically. You might be born of a Muslim or raised as a Muslim, but you're not a Muslim anymore. okay. There is no kind word to describe that sort of a person right? rather than ex-Muslim. But if you're an ex-Muslim... Arguably
0: a dead m- former
1: yeah. Muslim. Yeah. You might be sentenced to death if you're an ex-Muslim and you declare it.
0: There is a punishment for leaving the faith.
1: So you arguably remain a Muslim by force, and if you don't, you have to claim that you're a muslim and that makes you a
0: hypocrite so that's interesting so Going we have a must here which is you must remain muslim yes <laughs> why would anyone want to change everything it, it you want the
1: best religion of peace ever
0: yeah moving on learn oran and dini and then three emojis with the flat Impressive. lips yeah which is a uh, that's the sound I do when I uh, see those. So uh, that is kind of mm, kind of a must for the children in schools. And that's interesting because yeah. the must going to school here, let's go there, Muhammad. Dini being the theology. Yeah. And you get tested on those. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. And well, let's merge in the next answer because and Arabic, which does relate because you must learn Arabic, Arabic I guess indirectly because you yeah. have to read the Quran in Arabic.
1: Uh, well, it's not only for the Qur'an. As a kid in school, you have to learn Arabic anyway. Must. I don't think if you're a non-Muslim, you can get out of it.
0: Ajay, Like, do children have to go to school in Iran? They must. I'm not sure. You tell us, audience. We want to know the answer to that one. Muhammad, last up, who the hell is that? I don't want to even look at his name. Oh, Mehriar. Hi, Dave. Dave. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Mehriar... Ever, the smart chap, uh, has said to us, you must buy dollar, cryptocurrency, gold coin. You must use VPN if you have sell. Now, a few interesting points there. Mm -hmm. You might be surprised to hear, Mohamed. But, um, yeah, so what he's saying is, is, this is is, uh, as in a survival method here. Uh, Now, inflation in Iran is pretty impressive. Yes. We've got great numbers for inflation. Absolutely, uh, we We're not high up the list. We're not, you know, at the levels of Venezuela or Zimbabwe or these days. We're well beyond. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. So it's pretty bad. So, so a way to avoid that is mm-hmm. holding other currency and you could get into crypto. We yeah. did an episode about that one. Check that one out. But um, nobody
1: forces actually you to
0: do No, there's no money. It's just a sort of like... You thing gotta to do it. This yeah, is something yeah, you gotta thing to do, to do to survive. Yes. Now, of course, we obviously wouldn't recommend anyone getting a VPN, but. Um, no, those- it's illegal. And actually, advertising for a VPN is illegal, which we're gonna do later. Maybe. VPN, of course, being a virtual private network.
1: If you are using a VPN to avoid
0: websites that rest- are blocked restrictions. by your local yeah. ISP to in avoid Iran,
1: restrictions put on your access to certain websites and services and applications or data on the internet you're committing a cybercrime
0: yes so let's not go there in this one mohammed we simply must end this episode do we we don't need to anything no. we missed you want to talk about something else no no there are a lot more things. Of course, absolutely. Oh, more. we never, we just scraped the surface. Mm. But we're looking out to our amazing audience. We're looking to you, the now diminished audience, <laughs> because one specific site seems to have a problem. Yeah. Let's not go there, CastBox. But if we've solved this problem by then, and you're now listening on CastBox, amazing. You let us know. Dear yeah. audience, what have we missed? Add it in the comments. You can go to our website. Find us on social media. Type in... Ask an Iranian. You're going to get us. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tell us what we've missed. Tell us what we have absolutely screwed up and correct us. It helps our audience and we like getting the feedback. So do do that. You simply must
1: Yeah, do that. Let us know about your opinion, your ideas for the shows, your death threats.
0: Yeah. All of the above mm-hmm. are welcome. And then share it farm-wide. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Mohammed, we out? We out. We out. Hodafis, Hodafis.
1: I that. I